Vegas baby, yes. Lock, stocked, and two smoking barrels coming at you, MK style. We are all grown up in Las Vegas for this one, Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021, just days out from Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant for all four super middleweight world titles this Saturday on Showtime pay-per-view. This show right here, though, you already know, it's called Morning Combat, but Luke Thomas, my co-host extraordinaire, mm -hmm. fresh off the bird, as they say, what I was about to say. I have all the energy of a bloated corpse that's been, you know, uh, growing in the sun as it just wades down the river. I was going to say, Luke, maybe we should call this for the first time ever evening combat yes. on that ass. Okay? Uh, yes, thank you for the dad jokes. Hi, everyone. We're here in Las Vegas. I am just uh, a little bit tired, so BC is going to be on the ones and twos today. Now, as true well as or Friday. false? You drank back-to-back -back monsters. I mean, there's enough. I did. There's enough hell inside one of those six-six-six cans to kill a man. You yeah. drank two back-to-back. -back. It actually is actually pretty hard to OD on caffeine. I have looked this up. <laughs> You're um, like I've tried many times. I, uh, I wouldn't mind if I had to go out one way. <laughs> ODing on caffeine would be the preferred choice, but your boy didn't sleep for shit. Uh, because my daughter just had a terrible night. She's fine. Checked on her before the show. She's all good to go. But I didn't sleep. Then I had to catch the bird. And BC, work booked my flight for me, and yes. they put me in the exit row on the window, which is not my favorite because you can't recline, and I don't like being trapped over there. But you got a lot of leg room. Okay, I'll, I'll let it rock. And then a man who sat next to me, who could only be described as the size of a medium-sized orca, tries to sit down, and he was big. I mean, he was not just uh, overweight, but he was a giant human being. What, what is he, a great big fat person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's a big girl. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was a big dude, and yeah. it wasn't going to work, and then they tried to move me, and they did, but the only seat that they had that was open was the middle seat in the front row of Coach. So you've been through hell. You didn't sleep And then last I lost night. my phone. So, yes, yes. Um, yeah, it's been it's a been terrible like day. It's been like trains and automobiles for you just to get to Las Vegas, but we're fired up just the same, not just for Canelo Caleb this weekend, plant that is, but for UFC 268, MSG, The fans NYC. think we've forgotten. I oh, can't oh, tell you how oh, many messages I've gotten about this. Mon frere, okay? Uh, we will be hitting that shit hard in this show this week. You're going to get a lot. Where's my ISO? You're going to get a lot of MK this week, okay? That's Brian's, we always say. Brian's number one you know, question. This where's is why my you, ISO? That's why you lift them weights in the offseason for the big weeks. And this is a Super Bowl of sin this weekend in combat sports. Can league, my right? hair be worse today? I mean, this is. <sighs> All right. We got to get a couple specifics out of the way. All like, right. how about this growing relationship? Vegas, you can shotgun wedding. I mean, you can shotgun a lot of things in Vegas. But how about this growing marriage between all things MK and DK, Luke? Uh, it's an incredible partnership. And what we want you to do is we want you to go get the, uh, the sportsbook app from, from, DraftKings. from DraftKings. And here's what you're going to do. You can see right there below. We want you to use the promo code COMBAT, COMBAT with a K for folks who are listening on the podcast. Uh, we want you to make some bets about stuff that's out there, right? So new customers only, but... DraftKings will give you up to $1,000 in credits, I believe, with this promo. Yeah, free and credits. Free credits. Free okay. credits. And there is UFC this weekend. NBA is in full swing. Uh, NFL is in full swing. And in fact, NFL is back tomorrow. Hello, we're here for the big boxing events. There's a lot of ways that you can spend free money, basically. Yeah, a little bit of fine print. You must make a deposit in order to be eligible to receive that deposit bonus, but it could be as much as $1,000 in free credits. The DraftKings Sportsbook app couldn't be any easier, Luke. Okay, I'm saying, you know, you're not just betting winner and loser here. You've got some option for yeah, some Yeah, you fun. can do parlays. They yes. have Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series for folks. I mean, any way you want to put things together, 
DraftKings, Daily, or excuse me, well, also the Daily Fantasy, if this kind of thing is still not available in your state, but otherwise the sports. How bad out. is that shit hanging off of your ear? I mean, it is Dude, just painful they to can't, watch that. They I mean, can't. You know, they can't put this in my ear worse, and I can't make it any better, so I'm no better. All right, you must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only, as we mentioned. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. And, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, one 800 9 with it. Well, Luke, you and I are on it this week like Joe Rogan when it comes to combat sports. Wow, how good. Can't. I mean, that transition is just, it's just. I, I really need you to go play in traffic. All right, I got to find our rundown. Can you, can you, can you kill? Can you vamp? Yeah, how about this? Uh, first of all, thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, give us a subscription if you're watching this live and maybe you're new to us, by the way. We do this usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 11 a.m. in the East, but obviously being on the ground here. And covering the Canelo versus Caleb Plant fight, we have to make some adjustments. But we, the show does roll on. Here we are with you today. So there's that also. Another adjustment, BC hosting on a Wednesday. Feels good. You know, it, it feels does really feel good. good. You know what? I said to BC, I need a lifeline. He said, friend, we lift each other up in these MK parts. And then he farted. But it's okay. <laughs> anyway, I uh, also want you to know morningcombat at gmail.com. Morningcombat at gmail.com is the place to go for Wednesday's usual fan subs, which we're getting to today, and then Friday's dead wrongs. Yeah, we're not always right. We also have a merch know? store. We also have a great merch store. Morning Combat. Dot store is your home base for getting our shit, okay, and putting it on, and it's going to look good. Whether you like Factory Town MMA, our Halloween line, which will not be along for too much longer, or you want that drug rug style, MK style. So get on board here, go to the website, and I got a promo code for you. You want 10% off what we're doing here at morningcombat.store? Then head on to that website and use this promo code PRIMETIME. That's one word, PRIMETIME10. PRIMETIME10. You got that? Primetime 10. All one word, basically. For 10% off of our merch. Hey, could they add more okay. letters to it? Drug Rugs Part 2 are coming <laughs> on the way. Hopefully we'll get a back scratcher. Uh, Luke, your, your water bottle's showing. I'm trying to be professional. There's no label on it. This is probably as buttoned up as we've ever been for an MK, right? Uh, quite literally, but this, this got no label on it, so we're fine. Okay, we're I don't have makeup on my face, so that's, that's a nat. There's a, Did you there's have makeup a, yesterday for the Grand? i got some early liver spots. So I BC think. yesterday was basically the host of the Grand Arrival. Yeah. Did you put on makeup for that? I did not. That was, you know, I, had a good, I just had a good day. I when think. was the last time you put on makeup? CBS Sports um, HQ? When I filled in for Jim Gray. For sure. When you were celebrating 9-11. <laughs> wow. I, uh, I can't wow. wait for 9-11. All right, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let's transition into our actual show here of Evening Combat. We'll go into my ISO. I don't know if we've got a rundown thing. Should I do the rock away and lean back here? First topic no, of the week. No, fat Joe. Is the reason why we're here. It's Storylines time for Saturday Night Showtime pay-per-view. Canelo Alvarez, Caleb Plant. You know the... The particulars, right? First time we're going to crown an undisputed champion in this division, 168, with all four titles on the line. I hosted the Tuesday Grand Arrival. Both Luke and I provided coverage today, which was the final press conference. So, Luke, as we slide in from what we've seen, and this is something that you and I talked about briefly on the analysis portion of the Showtime live stream uh, earlier during this press conference, is we sure didn't get them fireworks like we got September 22nd in Beverly Hills. It's a little bit different feel now that both fighters are on the ground for this. Yeah, I mean, listen, they, there was no face-off, right? They didn't do it. They did separate scrums when the event was over, which was a little bit anticlimactic. You know, whatever. I guess it, there was a decision made above that they didn't want any kind of particular issue, which was fine. Because the first one, 
you have to admit it did happen because someone should have been in the middle, and Jimmy Lennon Jr. is not that guy. So just an abundance of, of, of precaution. But I would say this, and I told BC this in the aftermath. You know, listen, if it's fun when the guys rage out against each other, there's a lot to enjoy about the theatrics of that. But the smooth operators don't get into those kinds of situations. and That's yes, what they, made it so... So extra special, The first right? time, but yeah. these guys both dialed it back because they realize, my point to BC, I don't know if you actually agree, we didn't have a chance to give a back and forth, is when, they, when it's over the top and both guys are trying to kill each other, like, uh, like Ken Shamrock and Tito Ortiz, then, then yes, you have a question about to what extent do the theatrics pull them out of their game plan and their normal composure, Aldo McGregor style. But when both guys mutually and independently decide to dial it back a second, it tells you that they're ready to dial into the fight itself. It won't have an effect, but they are simmering with this kind of feeling. They just want it to propel them to greatness, not pull them away. I mean, we didn't go, there wasn't a rehashing, despite maybe my effort to, you know, just stir that shit around. I, I saw you stirring. A little yo, Canelo, bit. you gonna let him talk to him like yo, that? Canelo, he, well, huh? Yo, Canelo, yo, you gonna let him talk about your mother like that? I and mean, that's why this all started. Look, there was none of that. There was no motherfucker. There was no... Uh, you know, steroid talk, failed PEDs, there was none of that shit, okay? It was about... That's right, he didn't bring that up this it time. It was about the fight that's this funny. time, so I think that's why you saw a more reserved pair, but you're right. We talked about this earlier, Canelo's got such a great history of being about, you know, about it when it comes to fighting on this level, making big adjustments in big fights, never seeming like he's, uh, you know, off of his game. That's why I played this up maybe more than it was the last few weeks, what that brawl, that press conference of 42 days ago what that would, could mean for Saturday night. I'm not so sure anymore. Did it did it push Canelo to train hard? What is Look, your, what Canelo is your... trains really freaking hard, right? So you, you spoke to both of them yesterday. You were there on the dais today because you hosted the Q&A portion of the event. What feeling did you get the last two days having that kind of proximity? Yeah, for Canelo, I've, uh, it's same as you, you know, same as usual. This is all business for him. And, you know, while he, he's not just saying, okay, this is just another fight, he's saying, look, this fight's super important because of the history he's been maintaining, as Caleb Plant has as well, was that this is just another opponent. And I think for Canelo, you see that. We saw a different Canelo... After that September press conference, we've seen now the traditional Canelo, who's back this week, fully confident, fully professional, loves doing this, happy to be here, chasing history, all that. I did not see a overly fired up Caleb Plant, but I saw a slow burning, intense one, Luke. That is interesting. You could play a little armchair quarterback with that, correct? Or armchair psychologist with that. Right? Yeah, hard to know exactly what it means, but if he was frothing at the mouth, you know, and really sort of trying to relive the last pre neither guy was trying to relive September. They were trying to have a new tone about it, which was, to their credit, boring in a way, but quite professional and probably what you need to center yourself before one of the most important events of your life. Absolutely. I, I just do. I just, Absolutely, James. I just look, wonder, look, look, look. Luke, if, well, if it has any effect, meaning the skirmish between them, the trash talk, that it might lift Caleb Plant if he's just a guy who needs to fire himself up, How make it about you, him Let me ask you a serious world. question. Okay, so in the case of McGregor Aldo, which was one that I failed to properly appreciate in real time, I'm sure there's been a boxing equivalent, but what I mean is where someone really did get pulled out of their composure, right? Um how many times have you feel like you've actually seen there where you can go back and be like, dude, there's no way you get this same outcome without them getting pulled around by virtue of the pre-fight I don't remember antics. a, you know, maybe Eddie Alvarez and Conor McGregor is the first one I reached to where I'm like, that definitely happened. Uh, Conor got Eddie out of what his game. What about boxing? 
in boxing, it's like I've seen situations where, you know, think of Floyd Mayweather and Victor Ortiz. You know, they did the, the face-to-face sit-down oh, show. Yeah. And it's like, damn, Floyd just dominated him. But, you know, that's a he different was so weird out of match. You saw out of his depth to begin with anyway. Um, I don't have a go-to on that, but I've certainly seen big press conference or uh, pre-documentary series or face-to-face type show. Those things tell you something about a fight at the very least. Sure. But, but you know, are you looking back at one specific where it's like that guy got in that guy's head and made him change his game? Maybe you don't see that as much. Yeah, I just feel like with these two guys, whoever wins and loses, it just won't be because of the September press conference. It won't be because of today's press conference. It's just going to come down. There's too much time and two, two guys who are way too skilled for that to be the case. Yeah, but way, we'll see. way too mentally tough and poised. Uh, obviously, if Caleb Plant's going to be in this fight, if he's going to be competitive, he's going to have to make a leap right before our eyes. Quickly on this, Luke, you finally had a chance to catch up because, you know, you're the, the MMA guy who has covered boxing on and off, but you're getting back into it full bore with MK. Have you, well, now that you've really detailed and watched Caleb Plant's journey to get to this, are you more or less impressed than you were based on what the knowledge you had beforehand. Okay, so his overall ability, definitely more impressed, for sure. There definitely are a lot of his attacks. I think he, by the way, we don't ever talk about this, and I don't know the name of his trainer. Do you know him offhand? Justin Gamber. Yeah, dude, they have a great relationship. Have yeah. you noticed that? Yeah. Like, when he goes back to his ra- the, the corner, Caleb Plant, and gets advice, th- he listens to him, dude. You can tell there's a lot of trust. He looks like a Tony Hawk cool dad, dude. He does. Oh, he does. Yeah. I don't know how old he is, but he knows his shit. Anyway, um, you can really see that with these two. We never talk about the fact that it, there's always Eddie Reynoso has done so much in boxing, and Canelo has done so much. There's the focus on those two, but it shouldn't be lost. Like there's an interesting focus um, between these two. So I would say overall, I've actually been more impressed. However, the fights that people told me to look at as like evidence for what it could mean for a Canelo fight, I walked away being, in that sense, not less impressed, but less. I found a path to victory less plausible. Well, after you're talking the about tape. the Jose Uzcategui title win in 2019, well, which has also, to be looked how about at the all as all three title defenses. Okay, but but that fight has to be looked at as his toughest test to date, the one where we most learn, you know, learn the most out of him in one night, and really the one that, if you're going to have confidence that he can compete with Canelo and him and his team are more than confident, that's the one you point to after rewatching that. Can he apply those things on Canelo? Dude, Canelo is 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 in every way different than Uzcategui. In oh, yeah. every way different. Dude, his defense is different. He's so much more sophisticated, Canelo. He doesn't just cover up and sort of barrel into you. Dude, go back and watch that fight. Don't take my word for it. It's free on YouTube. What's that shit? Uzkategi doesn't faint. He just walks into shit constantly. And that left hook, he was getting hit with over and over. Now, Caleb Plant, to the point you're trying to raise, where you're more or less impressed, you know, he was doubling up on the left side and then wisely going back to it. Dude, he's a smart, talented fighter. Caleb Plant can fight his ass off, no doubt about it. But, dude, landing clean on Uzkategi is an infinitely easier proposition than landing on Canelo. It's not even in the same fucking ballpark of difficulty. So... It's like that's the, this is the measure of like how good this guy is. Like, yes, that's a great win, but Canelo is in every way both different and better. I would agree with that. Um, a merch update: Are you were you cool on Canelo? <laughs> wait, and, we, uh, we just went from Canelo to merch. <laughs> By the way, everyone, buy our shit. No, I'm talking about the Canelo merch. Canelo and Eddie Reynoso had the leather, no boxing, no life hats on. Is that fit I didn't into notice your style? They were leather. No. I could see Rock in that kind of like elite. I do like dad the hat I do look. like the no boxing, no life. But I gotta say, I do you like his monogram. I've seen way worse in boxing, first of all. Okay, in pro fair, sports, yes, but fair. in boxing, God. I got to say, I don't hate the Canelo Alvarez monogram, but I don't, I don't love it. It's not great. 
Okay. RG3 okay. had a good one, but, it, you know, he fucking sucked. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, and by the way, our producer is saying that Caleb Plant uh, merch is supposed in, to be fire. In general, I think Caleb Plant merch is great, by the way. I'll give him that. I've, what do you I've, make of him cutting off his widow's peak? I, mean, I realize look, you know, I look like make, Eddie Munster, you but... Make, <laughs> you make... Not, it's not... I'm uh, not... Cl- yeah, so you got to just rock what nature gave you a little bit, man. I mean, here's the thing, though. He gave me a 2-7 off suit, and I just rolled with he's it. He's living an extraordinary life, Luke. Right? No, an unbelievable, an unbelievable life. Your yours is believable. I want to tell him, like, dude, your life is cool, shit. but it's definitely not unbelievable. Like, I understand it. All right. Uh, the final question for real on this is, you know, we're trying to talk ourselves into what does this look like, and there is potential that this could be exciting because I do believe Plant's gonna freaking go for it. But our brethren in this game, Showtime Sports President Steven Espinoza, said at the press conference today, he believes, and he was talking up Caleb, and I think Caleb deserves to be talked up because it's easy to look at anybody fighting Canelo and be like, oh, that guy's got no chance. But Steven wonders, if Caleb brings it like we think he will, could this be the most difficult fight on paper for Canelo since Triple G? That's what Steven Espinoza said. Yes, I think the question of, like, which one will end up being the most difficult, I have a hard time believing it'll be more difficult than Laura or Triple G won. I just... That seems like a pretty tall order, but I think it might get close. I think it might get close. I think this will go down for sure as one of the more memorable fights that he's had, not necessarily. Can he be more effective than Danny Jacobs was? Yes. He'll have to be to compete in this one. Yes, he will. That's exactly right. And I think he will go for it in ways that Danny, there was a lot of times where he was hitting the brakes on portions of offense you thought could have been there and moments you thought he could have taken. I have a harder time. I think Caleb will I honestly feel like either he'll win, and if you're a big supporter of him, but I think if he loses, I don't. I think he loses actually trying his ass off. I don't in any yeah. way see a scenario where he just like turns tail and just kind of rides out twelve rounds. If he's gonna lose, I think he's gonna get stopped. He's right? not yeah. gonna do the Josh Clotty to Pacquiao. Bit yeah, no at question. All. He's got the hunger. He's got that. But look, you're not just here this weekend for the fights that the box is gonna give you in Las Vegas. Over on the East Coast, New York City, the world's most famous arena. MSG, yes, UFC 268, you know UFC brings it when they finally get into New York after all those weird political corporate battles they had there, which was just weird in hindsight. I mean, it's just freaking weird that the, that the sport of MMA was banned in New York until 2016. What the? I mean, are you serious? I know why, but like, it's like, are you serious? So Sheldon Silver is... In jail? Uh, he got out. He oh, got out because okay. of COVID, I think. Did, do, you, do you congratulate somebody when they get out? I know people have parties and stuff, but that seems no, awkward. I, think, I feel like if like, you went to jail for like basically being as scummy as he was. But what are you saying congrats about? Congrats <laughs> on surviving it? Congrats on, you know. Yo, glad that shit's over, B. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, uh, welcome back to a place where you can go to the bathroom and not worry about Terrible All shit right. happening Where to Where we you. going with this? Probably somewhere I didn't say good. it. I didn't say it. Um, UFC 268 this weekend. And it, it's awesome. I mean, it's Eastern European. What was that movie called? Where the guy was like, this one with uh, what's his face? I mean, I mean, look, what is his face? You know, it's uh, <laughs> I mean, what are we going to be? Viggo Mortensen. Viggo uh, Mortensen. Where he has to fight the dude off in the shower. Eastern Promises. Oh, camera Bro. guy. Camera guy. Who's this camera guy? Jim. Jim. Jim's, Jim's yeah. with it. By yeah. the way, that dude's that dude's uh, shower scene. That was that was my morning was worse. Is it grosser than the carry showers? Let's just keep going. Let's just move on. Okay? Oh, it's fucked up. Let's get into it's here. Uh, look, one up. thing that I saw on the old Twitter web as we look at the storylines ahead of UFC 268, you can go obviously in any direction with two title fights and one that's not a title fight, but kind of feels like it has all the juice of an absolutely great title fight, if you know what I'm talking about. Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje. I saw a tweet from Ariel Hawani, friend of the program, I might say, um, that says UFC 268, the pay-per-view card, going to kick off with Chandler Gaethje. 
Luke, your thoughts on that development? I don't love that. I do. It's like, okay, it, give me the case for I, why that's a good idea. Uh, they do this a lot in pro wrestling where the first, right, no wonder first match stupid. of a pay-per-view card, you do want to pop the crowd. You want to just come out. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like if you're a big musical act, you don't want your opening undercard act to suck. You want somebody that's going like, to set a tone, right? Yeah, okay. I understand the argument. That's why when they had the UFC on Fox shows, they'd always put like, hey, let's do Pat Berry versus LeVar Johnson. Because, yes. you know, they're going to bang. Two you know? humongous hey, guys that are yeah. just going to fucking throw. Okay, I, get, I completely get it. At the same time, like putting it in the middle of the card right before the two title fights, it feels so right. Feels, you know what? It's the patience, it's the payoff. Because you do, there's no way that fight sucks. Not possible. It's going to be the best fight, not of the card or year, probably our lifetime. I mean, look, it's just two gunslingers. I, it's weird that we're giving it people's main event treatment here in a weird way by, by so sort of talking about up, it first. Let me pull up the but fight it's, card then. Luke, it's that freaking good. So um, I kind of like the experimentation of it, of let's just open the card with it. We know it's going to you know, be great. But Luke, what about just putting it? Are you with me? Do you, you're with me right now? Yes. What about uh, if I take it a little deeper? What about making it the regular TV ESPN main event because the card's already so freaking deep as it is. Isn't that how you might, how you could use that as a seller? You could, but you'd be, I mean, you'd be pissing away a lot of money. I feel like you make more money That's putting true. it on the yeah. card. We don't need John by S. The way, Nash in here. By the to way, tell here's, us that, okay? I'm going to give you, I have no inside information on this, none whatsoever. Here's my working theory. Ready for this? Yeah. There is a decent chance I think Frankie Edgar retires. I think, I don't, again, I have, when I say zero, I haven't spoken to Ali in, like before the pandemic, so I have zero information about this. Does he like you? Uh, he sent me a nice text when Habib retired because I said some nice things. Oh, nice. Um, okay. But in any case, so I have not spoken. But I feel like there's a there's a chance a chance he retires, and they don't want that to be the opening bout of the card, which it currently or before Ariel's uh, report was. Like it'd be weird if he just fought and like oh right away he retired. Rather you put him right before the two title fights, and it has this significance. Before that, that's my this, that's my totally unfounded but this working gravitas, theory. as the uh, the Latins used to say. The Latins, yeah, the well, more like the Roman Latins. You know, they were you know, the Roman Latins. Well, if you if you trace seriously, if you trace back the lineage, they were part of the group that eliminated the dinosaurs. Though those Italians are badass. I'm in the middle of Godfather One. No spoilers. We got okay, I'm almost done with Godfather One. Okay. Anyway, did you get your history of Italian people from Mario killing Bowser? Remember our producer's like, yo, Godfather 1's okay, but, but, uh, but it's really good, fellas. It's the best mobster movie of all time. We're sitting there at time. dinner, and everyone's I'm like, like hey. Good, good Godfather 1's not a mobster movie. It's an Italian culture movie. We, we, were sitting at, we were sitting, well, actually, lunch today with dinner for me, but we were sitting there, uh, hey, well, didn't you think the, the, the presser today was cool, blah, blah, blah? And BC's like, yo, and just asking random questions about characters in the movie and do I think they're rad or not. Yo, because Vito is like a badass, obviously, but he also kind of pussyfooted a bit. I don't mean to go full-on Santino here and blow the shit up. Dude, but... no one gives a fuck about this old-ass movie. No one. Yo, it's going to be 50 years old. Actually, it's on the Showtime app. Everyone gives a fuck about this no, movie. No, it's but free on right the now. Showtime app if you get your 30 days free right now. Thank you very much. All right, Luke, let's actually get into these storylines that we're talking about besides just fight placement. What to you... By the way, the hold on. You don't sold my theory. Is there anything to my theory? What? What the? You think Edgar might retire? Of course, because I think he's going to lose, and I think he's going to retire. John Volante already said he's going to retire oh, after this. Oh, card right, okay. As well, uh, maybe he can seek. Uh, maybe he can get a nice condo from. Um, I know a good real estate agent, Raging Al, who will also be. He's on, on the card this as card. well. Um, Luke, what do you think, truthfully here, is the biggest storyline in terms of the fights and the impact and the what's at stake entering UFC 268? It's got to be the legacy of Kamaru Usman. I spoke to the guys from Submission Radio. We were talking about this, and we talked about this with Chuck as well, Like that the first time this fight happened between Kamaru and Colby, 
there was this sense of outside observers trying to make the fight mean something to them that they wanted it to mean. People who had political objections to Colby's worldview, which again, either you can like it or hate it, but the people who hated it wanted Kamaru to be some kind of representative for them. And Kamaru won in a way that was somewhat poetic, depending on your perspective. The point I'm trying to make is a lot of that is absent this time. I think that those people wishing to take Kamaru and like vicariously live through him, they're not around this time. They didn't keep up with anything. So to me, when I think about it, it's like that nonsense I'm sure that the presser between them or whatever's going to happen will be ugly. I'm sure that the weigh-ins will be ridiculous. I'm sure all those things are going to get ugly. But that didn't really define the, the, the build-up to this fight. What this fight is principally about is the fight itself. It is a guy in Kamar Usman who is chasing Anderson Silva's perfection record, who is chasing George St. Pierre's record of achievement in this weight class. Even with this win, I don't think he gets there, BC, but I think he is very close. And he's got his number one rival, seemingly, with his second attempt, and his clock is ticking, too, because Hamzat Chemaev is coming through the ranks. Like, oh, they coming. There's, they there's coming. turnover coming. Yeah. Like, now is the time to strike. Now. This one's about legacy. I do think it is. I think you're right. It's not about the rematch and, you know, four and a half rounds of boxing, and it was great the first time. What well, we see wrestling and all that. No, it's really about what this could mean to, to Usman because he's in this. Look, he's a little bit of a corn dog, and he's got to stop talking about trying to box Canelo. From where I come Canelo, from right now, no soul Usman, shit like, out of that. you're doing something special on this side of the tracks. So let's keep that going. But he's doing everything right. He's putting everything he has into getting better and rounding out his game with Trevor Whitman. And he's a sick striker suddenly. I mean, look, when you rewatch the replay of the second Masvidal finish, he, he fucking knocked the shit out of Masvidal. Yeah, I, mean, he, I mean, he ended him. This guy is at a fierce point where he's in this great area where he went from, holy shit, he's really good. He's the champ. He's the pound for pound number one to where we're in this, I'm spitting, but we're doing, we're in this new gray area where it's like, what else does he have to do before he's legitimately an all-time great? And, and is he on some kind of weird road to potential GOAT status because the domination has been consistent, which is great. But the evolution along with that has what really what made this special. He has been, uh, his rise has been in some ways, I, I, I saw him on The Ultimate Fighter. Um, I saw the finale. I covered his early career. He was impressive, but he felt a little bit to me like you know, his wrestling was dominant. But um, in fact, I think he fought Alexander, what the guy's name was, uh, in Fairfax. I was at that card. That was the Ricardo Lamas versus Chad Mendes card. I believe he fought on that one as well. I could be right. If I'm wrong, did wrong me. But the point being is, he had a his his wrestling seemed to be good, but somewhat representative of the time. It did not appear to be ahead of its time. And then, as the challenges escalated, the ability escalated. When the fights got more difficult, he got even better. He always rose to the occasion. And then, for me, I don't know how you feel about this, BC. To me, he turned the corner in the Dos Anjos fight when he absolutely thrashed him. Right, but he's turned so many corners. Most That's fighters, it, you're yes. like, oh, there's that one fight, that one moment. He's got like now three or and four And honestly, he could have gone to Trevor Whitman and had modest improvement and probably would still be champ. But he's had way more than modest improvement. He leveled up another degree. I mean, he knocked out Gilbert Burns at a time where you're like, this might be the next champion. Right. Like, I mean, he knocked him out. So. And, and then collapsed Jorge, like just imploded him. I mean, dude, he, ha he is chasing greatness of guys that we didn't expect necessarily. But, yeah. dude, you cannot deny it anymore. And I don't think he gets the credit for having that sick of a gas tank. For being, you know, I mean, he's a well, tank. He's that muscular, too. That muscular, that he's an absolute tank. He works so hard, but he's got a sick gas tank. 
and the credit I think he deserves. We give Trevor Whitman a lot of credit, rightfully so, but how about Kamaru being a willing student and evolving into those new teachings and techniques where, as we already know, if you, and if you watch Embedded and all those great shows, Whitman's not changing him. He's just you know, elevating it's, it's funny, him. Like, a, it's funny. Uh, it's sort of like obvious in the way that I'm going to say it, but I mean to say like when you watch him conduct himself through his championship run and the decisions that he makes both in a fight and then outside of it, you can see why he's champion. Yeah. You can see. You can. He understands what the right call is. He understands how to put all of himself into it and how to gain maximum benefit from it, all while staying disciplined about his other challenges. Dude, that's what champions do. And, and when he bought his parents that house on Countdown, I was, I was. You know, oh, I, I didn't I had see the that. Feels. He bought his parents yeah, a house. That's the, nice. It was a surprise. That's I had nice. the feels in that moment. That's, okay? that's yeah. I can imagine for a kid that'd feel good. Yeah. You know? I, I was just thinking about that too. I'm like, what if I hit it big, Luke? You know, I you wanna... think Tukey's gonna buy me a house? Um. Yeah, she loves you. Luke, she's very controlling. She does she's love very controlling. She keep, is very controlling. She's a sweet little girl. All night. Be careful um, what you say about my, my little baby yeah. girl. You, you know. You can you insult. Like, Pops is one thing. You're, you know, yeah, you're, Pops is one thing, but little Tukey, hands I'm, off. I, you know, hands you know, off. I, I, the only person in your family I touch is Pepe. Okay, I touch that Pepe <laughs> all the way. All right, yeah. Oh, my God. Did he really go there? Uh, Luke, other storylines with this card is, um, look, this co-main event is so great. Straw weights always deliver, and especially when Rose Namajunas, your new champion again, or Weili Zhang, your former champion, are involved. You get high drama, and we are going to get this fight, like it or not, and I thought that was a good debate if, that we had on the Rooftop Diaries, you can call it, the pregame preview UFC 268 episode we did with Chuck Mindenhall that, of course, is available right now if you haven't seen it on YouTube.com slash Morning Combat. is saying... You know, you can argue maybe she didn't deserve this. This could have been, should have been Carla Esparza. But we get business-wise why she's here. How about the role of Henry Cejudo? Talk storylines. So glad you asked I didn't that. see that relationship coming. And although we had a very brief glimpse through count, the countdown show into that, I mean, if you're going to add that type of coaching to somebody that foundationally good, this could be special come Saturday night. I have mixed feelings, but tell me how you feel. Here's why I have mixed feelings. If you go back and you watch the... Zhang Wiley fight with Yohani and Jacek after all five rounds, it's just hard to feel like you can give yourself to a fight that way and just come out more or less, yeah. not unscathed, but not too beaten up to, to be noticeable. It's like you after the Marines. We were going to have to have some mental cleansing. Yeah, yeah. but even worse. Yeah. Like, you saw what it did to Yohana. We haven't seen Yohana since. Like, that way, who knows what we're going to get out of her. But then I feel like partnering with Henry Cejudo – it's hard to know exactly what it will mean, but it just feels like her drive and focus and her leveling up, her getting someone to lift. I think she needed someone, dude, to kind of lift her up a little bit after something like hey, that. Hey, everybody needs a Pat Berry. Yeah, I don't know if that's quite the same No, role. but I don't mean it in a gross way. I mean it like, a, you're the best. You're the best. Yes, you know? exactly, like a hype I'm, man. I'm the best. But more than that, like, you know, they're training together, and he's, he's, he's guiding many facets of that as well. Sudo's a smart dude. Well, the fact that he is retired and he can pour himself into that project, that's a little bit unusual because he's supposed to be still in his prime. He's just retired. So you're getting a really hands-on kind of experience with a phenomenal talent if she didn't have that, I would say her chances of winning against Rose would be close to nothing. With it, whoa, I think it's whoa. much more competitive. Okay. I want to stop you on close to nothing because you know I'm a monster Rose guy. I mean, I'm a big fan of her journey and who she is as a fighter. But that fight, Luke, it wasn't an aberration. It wasn't a you know, it was a shocker. But 
it was a first round head kick that we didn't really get to see what it, it's actually going to look like when these two styles play out. I definitely can understand looking back at the Iwana fight and wondering what that took out of Whaley, but we didn't really know from the first fight what's that, what that was supposed to look like, just like the first Ioana Rose fight ended so one-sided and abruptly that when we learned in that second fight, Luke, they're pretty damn even, and it was one of the great fights uh, that really no one talks about, unfortunately. But this fight could have been that without a Henry Cejudo just to see Whaley bounce back and try to establish some of her games to offset that. But now you mix it with a with a mind like that, and you got the, the captain there, Coach Eric. You don't have nearly the same. You don't have nearly the same concern I do that, like the damage she absorbed. Two, two straight war, or sorry, or the all the worst war of all time yeah. in terms of damage. And then a vicious and then, knockout. I'm not going to say it doesn't I mean, how do you matter. Just, how do you just recover from that? That's very. I mean, it can it can be done, but it's like I'm Jesus. saying. I thought this fight was going. The second fight was going to be closer, no matter what. The presence, though, of Suhudo and what that could potentially add makes me even more dialed into what this could look like. Either could win. I want to see a third one. I'll say this. We for, haven't even seen the second one, and I'm telling you I want to see a third I'm, one. I'm not even asking anyone to agree with this. I'm just telling you where my head is at. My head is at the fact that Henry was such a part of her camp, and I think the ways in which he could benefit her are uh, myriad. That, to me, has made the fight significantly more intriguing, and it was already pretty intriguing anyway. That, that to me, really put it over the top. I think him as an X factor, hard to know exactly what it will mean, but it seems like it's only positive. I am very curious to see how that one plays out on Saturday night. Uh, Chandler Gaethje, which we did talk about, we expect a war. It's going to be fun wherever they put it on the card. Is the winner guaranteed to get this uh, title shot against the winner of Charles dude, Oliveira and uh, I said Corey. this on extra credit. Where are you in this? How is there any case better than Islam Makachev at 155 at this point? The case. Hey, Forget about the... True, true or false, the hippie factor does help him. It does help him. It absolutely helps him. Dude, I have seen Islam Makachev traffic. You can just look at the Google trends. Once Habib put his you know, metaphorical arm around him... The stock fucking shot through the roof. And also, also, and oh, by the way, he's great. Like, oh, by yeah, the way, also, by the that. way, he could fight his ass off. Yeah. And to his own credit, he is trying to be more direct with the microphone and the camera. You can yeah. see him making an effort. So it's a lot of factors combined. But yes, Habib has done wonders for him. Um, I don't think there's any other storyline besides we know the stakes and these two are going to. All right, well, how about this? The main They're going to uncork their shit. The Luke. main event for the prelims is Alex Pereira, the guy who knocked the Israel out of Sanya against. Mean, wait, are you talking? Oh, oh, the the glory middleweight, yes, former the, two two division yeah, champion. No one's talking about it. He's fighting on this fucking card. When on, you said on Alex Padilla, I was like, Cowboy Oliveira? What? No, 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 no. no. This He's is taking Ale on Andreas uh, Mitchellitas. Who really Michalitas. pushed Glover Teixeira in camp, as we saw on yep. the. Uh, yeah, this is a must see, and I know a lot of people were were kind of getting on us for not talking about this more as the fight rolled in. Yeah, I want to see how good this guy is and how adaptable his skills. I know he's had what he's had a couple MMA fights, Luke. Can we gain much from watching those films? I know you saw those, right? Yeah, I mean, he f he fought people that were, n you know, not on his level. Right. Um, yeah, there's some to – I mean, he's older, and I don't think he is going to adapt to MMA as well as Are Adesanya we, did. Is this so. going to be Gokin Saki 2.0? No, 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 no. He, he, was, he was a beaten man by the time he even showed up. Uh, no. It won't be, he's got a lot of fight in him, but, you know, he's like Chandler. He's like 34, dude. He's had, you know, he's had his own struggles uh, as well in kickboxing. It's a violent sport, so – I would expect good things, but not for many, many years or something. Friend of the show, Billy Q, has a very important fight that they've bumped up now to the Fucking main card. Shane Quar Burgos, dude. Billy Quarantillo against Shane Burgos. This is going to be action. Uh, we knew that coming in. Can our boy Billy Q, and we, man, we love this guy. Just got married, helped us out as a celebrity Wheel of Death contestant. Um, I hope this fight isn't the Wheel of Death, but if he wins, if he beats a Shane Burgos, he makes a leap. Luke, he so, makes a big leap. Stated outright, this, if, if Billy wins, this is the best win of his career. Yes. Right? I think that's a fair comment. Uh, I think he probably knows that. 
Um, I also think he's got the wrestling, I think the experience at this point to give Shane trouble, but obviously we know what Shane's good at, right? He will just light your ass on fire with Shane's the boxing. Shane's been in a few wars, though, back to back to That's back. That's exactly back. correct. It's a great point. Like that, he's been living on his chin, yeah. you know, and at some point, at some, we don't know, maybe this weekend, maybe next year, at some point that will begin to cost him. If I'm Billy, I think you can't look past that, but I also wouldn't get out of the wrestling game that the is his bread and butter. You've already made a bold prediction that Frankie Edgar retires either way, are you saying, or with a loss? Uh, I, with a loss. With a win, who knows? Okay. But, I mean, it's an MSG. It would be the perfect moment. New Jersey's finest fighting near home in MSG. Uh, they're not, not going to go to the Prudential Center in Newark. Let me just tell you. Uh, they don't want the audience getting knifed on the way home. <laughs> Ray Janelle's got an interesting fight with Bobby Green. This could be a sleeper. This could be fun. Ally Quinta, Bobby Green, sick fight. Bobby Green is always competitive with good fighters, of which I consider Ally Quinta one. He's been out for a little while. Um, and, you know, I, dude, Bobby Green, I think, fights up or down to the level of his opposition. So this one, to me, will just be automatically competitive. And Bobby Green's got a funky style, and he's always with it, and he gets better as the fight goes on. I, I like this one a lot. Uh, no one talking about this, but Edmund Shabazian is back. And you skip right over Phil Hawes versus Chris Curtis. Uh, too. Yeah, I mean, do, we can talk about every fight, Luke, if you want. I no, got, I'm just I saying, got uh, this space. Chris all Curtis night. was a guy who was supposed to get to the UFC one and one via finish on the Contender Series, and then retired. Came out of retirement for the PFL, retired again, and then came out of it and found his way back to UFC. It's a it's a funny story. It's a great story. There you go. Super yeah. funny. I'm laughing the whole time. Wow, Edmund Shabazian has, still has a lot to prove. We, we've already been through this exercise before. I want to see this kid fulfill his potential. He looks so good in the first round of every fight. What do you know about favorite, favorite Nasser Dean Imovov? Uh, he is not as good as Brunson, but he can wrestle. Okay. So it's a good test for Shabazian to see where he's at. I'd recommend some head movement there. John Volante already said he'll retire, win or lose against Chris Barnett. Look, anything else? Come on, you're probably going to tell me Jacobi, I'm missing. Jacoby, former glory fighter, uh, is taking on John Alan. Alan that should be good. And then... Um, Oh, the guy from the Contender Series, the Armenian, uh, Melsik Bagdasarian. Take it on Bruno We Sousa. always support Armenians on this program. Always. I will always, always support Armenians. Always. Thank yes. you. Uh, hey, let's head on over to the next topic. You know my mother was Armenian, right? Yes. Okay. God, yes. Um, yeah, that's a, quite that's a heck of a segue. Wow. All right. Yeah, let's talk about my wow. deceased parents. Okay. Oh. Here we go. Bellator 270 is this Friday afternoon. Is that an Ireland project, Luke? Yes, it is. And it is. I think they're in Dublin, right? This is, oh yeah, the Dublin is the is the backyard here for one uh, man in the Coleman event. James Gallagher. Get to him in a second. But a very interesting title fight for the vacant lightweight crown. The same one that Patricio Pitbull just gave up. Why? So his brother Patricky can rematch Peter Queeley of SBG Ireland in a rematch of a fight, Luke, that we saw in which Queeley got the upset win, Dr. Stoppage after one round. Now we're rematching it for a title. Patricky's got to go in his opponent's backyard. Um, bombs away. Bombs away when he's involved. 100% bombs away. I don't see uh, Patricky doesn't have any other gear. It's not like a guy where he's like, oh, what's, which way is he going to fight this time? What do you think he's going to go for? Take? I mean, he might mix in takedowns on some level, but, like, you know, it's, he is a straightforward action fighter. He always has been. He probably always will be. Um, I think he's going to try and tighten up as much as possible. They always do, but um, it's, in his, but Patric- it's in his DNA. Patrick, he's the older brother. He's 35. This is his moment. He's gotten close before. I mean, that one, also, that one is- punch knockout loss to Michael Chandler that Patricky with the, with the porn mustache had was one of the more devastating finishes at a moment where you're like, is he going to make a move? Yeah. But he's bounced back. He's on a nice, you know. I also want to say something that, like, obviously you, you don't want to undermine someone winning a title for Bellator. However, it would be unfair of us to not acknowledge at some point the winner of this fight or however long it takes – they're going to have a showdown with Usman Nurmagomedov. It is, it is oh, coming. I thought you were going to say another name to get us excited. AJ Who? McKee. 
Don't think he's not going to end up fighting for this title. But I think Usman Nurmagomedov first. Oh, my God. You want to talk about future... Yeah. AJ McKee versus Usman Nurmagomedov is a fucking awesome fight. And we're like, she would be great with him. Um, Could we get Usman Nurmagomedov versus AJ McKee for that title? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Right? Uh, That'd be fucking awesome. Did you feel that on the inside? So what I'm saying is I I don't want to take away from someone winning a title in, in MMA. It's very hard to do. At the same time, you know, can you call them the best lightweight in Bellator? I don't, I don't know that Luke you can. Luke already calling this a transitional championship. Uh, we'll find out. A it's a bit. vacant title at stake. This co-main event, though, That's damn. That's the one. That's the one. We got to see this. Bananas and Bantamweight here. As James Gallagher, the SBG product, Conor McGregor sidekick at times, now making a name for himself against one patchy mix who recently lost uh, that, what was it, a uh, vacant title bout? Patchy mix lost to... Can you bail me out? I'm hanging out to dry right here without uh, the information uh, I need. He, no, no, I'm looking it up right now. He lost to Juan Archuleta, but he rebounded against Albert Morales. Lost the title fight to Juan Archuleta, bounced back, and this serves without question as the biggest test of James Gallagher's career. If he is everything he says he is, you got to do it against Patchy Mix. Let's just say it outright. The kid's only 25, and James Gallagher has rubbed some people the wrong way. Every time I've interacted with him on per- in, in person, he's been the nicest guy. Even when I potentially outed him in front of his girlfriend by bringing up other girls. Uh, yeah, you were a uh, a hoe bag to him, and he just kind of rolled with it. Um, Respect. Respect. <laughs> I don't think that's what that was. That's real recognition. But the point I'm trying to make right is, there. but still, I recognize he's rubbed some people the wrong way, and people celebrated when Ricky Bendejas beat him. Okay, so while he's 25 and he has made, you know, what do you want to call that, mistakes or enemies or whatever you want to look at that as, um, a loss here would not be cataclysmic. However, it would be defining at least for the moment, right? What, I, what do I mean by that is, Beating Patchy Mix is not easy. In fact, I'd be, I think he'd be Gallagher's best win. But also the point is, at 25, he still has a long way to go. But we're also waiting for him to take that level up. Like It's like now is the time to begin. If you're going to be leveling up, now is the time to start showing that. The, the Bellator has been giving him a bit of a soft pedal to rebound after the Bandejas loss, which is okay. I'm not you call them that. the Bellator, very similar to when you talked to Matt Barnes that time said, and you were like, the, MMA. the basketball. The basketball, <laughs> even though. Yeah, wow. But I'm trying to, trying to point out, is I don't think you can throw him out and say, oh, he's trash if he loses. At the same time, this is a this is a defining win in his career. Not ultimately, but it, was, it will define either one chapter or it could foreshadow um, some potential limits that he might run into. I love these fights when we need truth about a certain guy who's made a little bit of noise but haven't yet to prove it. I do Actually, give- Actually, mixes a Good He's fight. good. And Geller, I give him credit for how he bounced back from that loss. That loss yes. could have could have ruined him, you know, that where, where you lose your invincibility and all that stuff. Hey, Daniel Weichel, Pedro Carvalho, not a bad main card fight on here, too. Not bad, but Weichel's too good, I think, everywhere. He's, uh, you know, one of the more under-celebrated fighters in all of MMA yeah. and yeah. kind of lived in the shadow of, like, a dominant 145 class where he gave the business to everyone who ever held the belt but never held the belt himself. Um, and he finds himself in a fight where I don't see how Pedro Carvalho could win. Do you but think Weichel grew up listening to Hasselhoff? Probably more like, who did do? Du Haas. Oh, wow. Um, du It was Ramstein. Ramstein, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. We're not allowed to make those That was big when anymore. we were in high school, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the Jerky Boys. The Jerky Boys were way bigger, right? Oh, my God. That jerky first boys? CD was the bomb yeah. in high school. Actually, two and three are still pretty bad. But that first one... Come on. What was the Adam Sandler sketch where they would go by, oh, Toll Booth Willie? Yes, yes, yes. I was a big and they guy. would say unspeakably I saw uh, him awful on horrors to him. Just playing guitar, like doing funny bits on yeah. guitar one time. How about the guy who was like, uh, I looked at my ass all in the mirror today. It blew my fucking mind. And the guy was like, yes, uh, many of our students are going to matriculate here in the fall. 
All right, let's try. Our, our staff, who's 27, our yeah. staff, yes, our staff, who's 27, are looking at us like, yeah. you know, just two, uh, two gorillas looking at a TikTok said, phone. Manich, it's not your fault you weren't born before 1997. It's man. my fault that you were born. Yeah, in yeah. some way. Hey, I look very professional anyway. today. You should really see what's going on inside of me. Uh, the white shirt, white tie is, you know, a little contrast there. Yeah, you uh, should be serving everyone teas here, fuckface. Uh, Nate Diaz, topic number four. A lot of There's a lot of tentacles, a lot of branches and leaves onto this one. We know Nate Diaz is coming back in December, right? We thought it might be that guy, oh, Vicente, shit. Vicente Luque. All right, Ikea, could, could you stop? I mean, you know? could this thing be held together more <laughs> with gum? I mean, what are we doing? Um, Luke, Nate Diaz... Uh, uh, fever, catch it. Uh, a lot of people want to fight him, so we thought it would be Luke. But Dana White is pushing this new narrative. No, hey Nate, if you're going to go out potentially on your deal, why don't we use your name to sacrifice you to the gods of all things, Hamzat Chamayev? Luke, we touched on this on Monday's show when we reacted to the big Chamayev As a literal win. joke. But this got some legs because Dana White was quoted as saying, "I 100% would like to do this," and they they reached out to Nate. What? I, wow. Wow, yeah, that could be a problem. That could be. Yeah, well, they're sticking it to him on his way out the door. Um, they do that, right? They, do they're not known for salt they're like, <laughs> We'll stain your brand and take whatever we can off of it on the Dude, way you out. You know who UFC is? They're the catcher where, or the, the pitcher. Every time it's like, hey, do you want the do you want the slider? Mm-mm, nope. Uh, <laughs> you want the you want the breaking Give ball? Him. Nope. You want the fastball? Yeah. Give him the heat, Ricky. They want fastball. Every 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 pitch is fastball with them. Every yeah. one, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's how. Also, um, now nah, that would I would get in trouble for that joke. Yeah. Let me just not do it. Let me just not go there. All right. Um, so, do you think they would take that? I mean, because this feels like cashing out PVZ, like they did, where they set her up to who who beat her on the was it Rebos Ebos. Did uh, he he send her packing? The door, yeah. I mean, she mauled her. It feels like that, but am I underselling Nate's ability to, to stay in here and make this a fight? I mean, here's the thing. Like, Paige kind of botched it by going to BKFC, but getting out the door of the UFC and then trying to bank on whether your first move, I thought, I thought she should have gone to Bellator, and I, I suspect she'll end up there maybe at some point, but um, but I, I kind of admired the gusto of that, right? Like, yeah. okay, I'm going to take this L, but now I'm free. And now that I'm free, I can just go do what I want. Again, I didn't the, the BKFC decision I think was the best, but the, but that acting on that freedom and then finding the shortest route to it, the, while the exit may have been under less than ideal circumstances, you still got it. So the question you have to ask yourself is: Does Diaz want a hastier exit, or does he want a more graceful exit, but that one that may take some time? Interesting. Hamzat tweeted. Let's go, bro, at Nate Diaz with a link of the article of Dana talking about it. You can see that right there. Uh, I also saw Vicente Luque say, look, we're, I'm just going to keep training, expecting Nate in December. And we also saw Tony Ferguson try to put his name in the Nate sweepstakes, putting out this picture of him holding up a belt, saying blazing trails, roll, uh, and a few million other emojis. Uh, remember he gave you that, that weird thing after that? Hey, can you bring that up every time we talk <laughs> about Tony or every weird. other time? It was a weird. Um, <laughs> Luke, uh, Tony versus Nate would be a gift to the people. That'd be a gift from, I mean, that'd just be good shit. Can we have good shit? I mean, we get a lot of good shit. We had a free UFC card over the uh, last Who's going to get knocked out harder, the loser of Gaethje versus Chandler <laughs> or me after taking five gallons of Zequel tonight? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> hey, great analysis, Luke. Um, yeah. 
Uh, so the <laughs> answer was, go to sleep. was yes, Ferguson would be a hell of a fight. Thank you. Let's close with some quick hitters here, Luke. It is official. We 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 made it. We touched on it briefly on Monday, but Jake Paul's back, and it's a quick turnaround, and it is yes. December 18th. Back to Florida. Showtime pay-per-view, a Saturday night fight in Tampa, Florida against one Tommy Fury. Bro, look at our cameraman vaping. <laughs> oh, that is that is on brand, right? I normally like Mark the camera guy because he carries those edibles on him. Where's, there's one guy who like, looks like an island boy. Yeah, he, he's got those vibes, you know. <laughs> yeah, all right. I think, he, um, I think he used to be a barista in Aurora, Colorado. Luke, I've seen some books have Tommy Fury as a slight favorite to open. Did you, you got, really? When you I'm, say slight, I'm, like what? Like minus 250? Yeah, I'm jumping on that Jake Plus money, if so. Fury did not look great in his unless he's playing us unless he's trying to play us here. He did not look great against MMA did, fighter much smaller Anthony Young. Did you see Jake Paul's Halloween costume? Yeah, he he be trolling Dana hard. Yeah, yeah, he went after him for basically like court recorded infidelity on a famous extortion case. Yeah, and uh, with all the details, all the gory details, it was. Um, no MMA site reported on it. Yeah, no, there's no way <laughs> for Eskimo brothers to treat each other once again. Um, Luke, uh, this is the right matchmaking for Jake Paul. Detroit well, Falls. here's the thing. I mean, these guys are getting towards this point where it's like, okay, what's going to happen here? Are they going to fall off? Are they going to make something of this? And they both are kind of at a crossroads. This was the only fight they could make. There was no interest in a Woodley rematch. No, no. I don't God, know anybody no, no, that no. wanted that. Dan Hardy's trying to get that fight. Started. Yeah, which, by the way, that one, I'm, I, I like that fight. And I don't he know, said I like the Woodley Mohawk was... will be back. I don't know if you could pull that Mohawk off when you're pushing 40. Although he's, he has nice For women. For one time, I think yeah, he could pull it off. He, he gets nice women to be attracted to him, all right? Uh, Some guys have all the luck, okay? Muy celoso. Yeah. Um, that's you. Uh, what the fuck are we talking about? Uh, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury, the right fight yeah. for Jake. Look, he's fighting a boxer, so this is the right step forward. Is he? Luke, I think in, for this genre, we kind of need a war, though. We kind of need a these fun guys, fight. I'm sick of these fights being like... Okay, you guys are good for not being good, you know. Start throwing, swinging I mean, the it, dogs, fellas. Is it different from watching a, like a XFL type league and going, okay, you're gonna have to do something crazy dude, to hook me? Imagine if the XFL, you're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to score points like in yeah, a hurry, you know? Dude, it's like imagine if college football, you know, people barely scored. Dude, college football it would works look a lot because like soccer. Huh? It would look a lot like soccer. Oh, you mean the most popular You're sitting sport around, on earth? waiting forty-five minutes, hoping the, the, the most popular hoping, sport on earth. You know, the, the number one sport with the, Americans under the age of twenty. The rest of the world, they, they I guess they get entrapped easy, Luke. Okay. BC's like, yeah, you know how like four billion people love this game? They're fucking stupid. That's that's your yeah. that's your analysis of soccer. Soccer's a wonderful. I game. mean, I didn't You're go. Heathen. I didn't go to those levels, Luke. You're I didn't heathen. put those words in in my but own. But to your mouth. point, yeah, dude. Like, right. what, what, what's the serious question? What's the most memorable for its action? YouTube boxing fight. Askren versus Paul? The second Jake, no, the second Logan the versus Robinson joint? KSI. Logan Paul versus the KSI, too. That was not action packed. That fight sucked. No, they had that. Jack Reese took the point away. It, it was, was on like, the zone. I, I never heard of it. Um, all right. Let's move on to a different Showtime pay-per-view the that now has good. a new uh, an opponent for Sunday night, December 5th. Javante Tank Davis will be back on pay-per-view, fresh off of moving back. Move up to 140 and beat Mario Barrios earlier this year in a thriller in which he stopped him late. Now he was supposed to be back at 135, which we previously announced against Juan Rolando Roly Romero. Uh, there were multiple sexual misconduct allegations that were put out there against Roly. No charges filed up to what I know, and, and obviously Roly will have the best chance to, uh, to have due process for sure, but with the bad juju lingering around this, We've got a new opponent, and Roly out, Isak Cruz in, the 23-year-old pit bull, the Mexican power puncher who 
goes after it. Luke, unfortunate bit in many ways here with what happened to Roly Romero, but you talk about a replacement. This is a better fight. Not might be. This is a better fight. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's be honest. Davis is not exactly a Boy Scout, but um, the allegations, and they're just that against Romero, they're so serious that uh, I think immediate attention was required. So there's that. Now, talking about the fight itself, Isak Cruz. Dude, we've been covering Isak Cruz quietly on some of these Showtime Championship boxing cards. I remember that they were on. Was Isak Cruz on the Charlo doubleheader? I believe, I believe that he so, was. Yes. And I remember you were like, dude, this guy is amazing. I saw him on this Fox fight, and I checked him out. And that's exact high volume, bite down on the mouthpiece type, big power, great chin, great durability. Uh, not, a old, not a big fan of technique. Just kind of goes after it. You know? And so you're like, you got like Tank Davis definitely, I think, should win that fight and probably will. I mean, he's not a caveman brawler, but he's an aggressive guy who knows Super his strengths aggressive. and goes after it. So like it. there's, I mean, I think Tank has more skills, but Tank's yeah. going to have to work his way through that onslaught to get it. Yeah. It's a fun fight. I mean, there was a stretch where Tank... Arguably a better fight. Where Tank was getting criticized for fighting smaller guys moving up in a way. This is a legit 135er, which Tank, if we're being fair... I mean, would you, what do you think Tank's weight class, best weight class is for his body type? 135? Yeah, I would say so. Personally? I think 30 is too hard of a cut, although he did it for Leo. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Bombs away is, is what we'll see that night. Um, unfortunate circumstance, but a, a decent Band-Aid put on to get a, maybe a better fight, although the Roley one would have been wild. It would have been wild. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with him. I mean, maybe all this goes away. I don't, you know, wait, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, happen, what do you want us to say, right? There's only so much you can yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's out. a good situation. Uh, yeah. But yes, dude, if you, you, I know that a lot of folks like Esau Cruz, who's that? I'm telling you. I'm telling you, the tape is on him as well. Go look. He, he didn't look thought. like a million bucks in his last fight. He lost a decision to Mateus Romero, who was just on that Showtime triple header last Saturday, who lost the opening bout to Michelle Rivera. But um, he's, he got off some heavy punches that fight and he won a close decision in previous fights we'd seen him really unload on people and walk them down if he willingly enters a firefight with tank which is kind of his style what he does we're gonna have what's he gonna do he's gonna caleb plant him from the outside there's gonna be some drama there's gonna be some drama so looking forward to that our final bit of uh odds and ends news luke i want to get whatever i can out of you as you're fading you're fading i am that guy walked by you're like yo who the fuck are you Yeah, yeah. Anthony Smith, your favorite fighter so of all time, told, I don't know who, Ariel, somebody, that I he was Ariel. contacted the last weekend at 267, the night of the fight, to fight Jan Blahovich next. And he says that's a fight he'd be willing to make. Are you feeling that? So he's out of the Rakich fight. That was the fight that he really wanted. That's the fight he called out for after his last win. Uh, because Rakic was, I think, his last loss. It was a thorough one. He got kind of taken down and controlled for three rounds. So he wanted that one back, but I guess he had an injury that would not make him available for that timeline, but for potentially when Blahovich is ready to go again, which might be fairly soon, depending on how he's feeling. Yo, Blahovich is going gonna, is gonna to do some damage on your boy. I'm sorry, my boy, who would that be? Anthony Smith. You mean because I respect him as a professional and you don't? Look, we all, that makes you, him my you know, boy. I always say this about the sport we of boxing. Hang out and we have you can't like, pick who you love. You we, just fall we grill out on the weekends. I'm a big Joanna guy. I'm a Rose fan. I, I, You're more you just know. a creep on Instagram. Oh, no, no, no. I like a lot of male <laughs> fighters, too, Luke. I mean, where are we going with yeah, this? You're right? a creep on Instagram. Um, but um, he's your guy. Look, he's your guy. I just I have respect that really him weird because cat. I have eyeballs. I have that really weird cat, Reggie Jackson, who scratches everybody, but but I'm his guy. He just he picked me, okay? okay I picked well, him. Well, Anthony Smith doesn't scratch me. my eyeballs or anybody else's that I'm aware of. Okay. He's a good fighter, and I respect him for it. That's, that's, that's fine. I mean, he's the... And yes, you're he's right. He's your he favorite non-Armenian fighter of all time. He's my favorite non-Armenian fighter. And what I would say is, 
um, in defense of Blahovich, everyone is, oh, you guys are haters on Blahovich. No, we're not. We're, we're realists. But I would say, if you're Blahovich, you, you might like the style of that fight. Yeah. On the ground, you have to admit, Smith, way better on the ground. He's got Glover Teixeira, not level uh, jiu-jitsu in the MMA sense, but pure submissions, attacking from the back, he's very, very good. And he has an active guard. That would be a problem from on the ground. But on the feet... Blahovich is a uh, he's a tough he's a tough pill to swallow. He's a yeah. tough guy to beat. Uh, one more segment for you on this evening combat inaugural put together. Just a reminder: uh, our Chuck Mindenhall rooftop diaries there. It's called the pregame preview UFC 268. Please check that shit out along with Canelo Alvarez resume review that Luke and I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Same with our editorial staff. Uh, it's fun looking at the ten biggest fights of Canelo's career. If you know the guy, but you what don't know the story, what type of content is our audience like the least? Uh, I, it's not the time for that. You can follow us at the addresses below right there. And Luke and I, yes, we will have a room service diaries that will be up Saturday yes. morning. We will give you the fun shit. I think they got doc cameras lingering. I haven't been interviewed at all. I don't know. There's a doc camera? They're, they said we're going to do some doc shit this week. I don't know if the doc's going to be just... They're just going to use normal footage for B-roll. That's what they mean. Anyway, we have one more segment for you today on this You know this where our Wednesday. cameraman is? He's, at all, he's doing all access. We don't have access to him. We have none of the access. Yeah, we have no Everyone access. Everyone else has all have, of the access. No access. Um, morningcombat at gmail.com is your email address for Friday Dead Wrongs. But on Wednesday... Oh, I get to look at the pretty Your fan submissions. We've got oh. mail. We've... Yep, yep, yep. Getting fart needles again. Never All right. Mind what I'm um, Philip says, what's up, donks? As I watched Monday's MK episode, I was scrolling through suggested videos on YouTube when I came across this ad. You know you watch too much MK when you're receiving targeted ads giving you tips on how to not be an unbelievable piece of shit. <laughs> And get rid of that fatty, diseased liver. I promise you this is not Photoshopped. I found it so coincidentally hilarious. Do they even have I, the uh, same, like, font and colors of MK? <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's some, uh, isn't it ironic? Don't look, at, look at me looking at you <laughs> in absolute disgust. <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow. Philip would go on to say, um, while I consider myself a decently healthy individual, I have been hitting up sheets quite a bit lately By the way, for their made-to-order breakfast burrito. Did you see uh, some of the comments from the folks on the rooftop video being like, Yo, okay, I'm gonna let it slide this time, but these two <laughs> fucking morons need to drink. Yeah, no. I mean this is they're like this you know bullshit, I okay? will admit that BC says the word biatch too much, but you know we we want uh, uh, Luke. Can I let the people know that you? Uh, <laughs> you were on meth for that, okay? I mean, so take that. Okay? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was not sober. If that, yeah, if that helps yeah. your you oh, know, understanding. Hey, Danger Mouse has a submission. Hi, guys. Like Chief Keef, I hate being sober. Quick congrats on reaching 100K. Took you long enough. Knocked up a quick meme for BC. All the best. This is Can Danger you blow this Mouse. up full, Corey? I can't. Here we go. Corporate needs you to find the differences between this picture and this picture. <laughs> They're the same. <laughs> <laughs> there is a little bit of art, bit of art attached to that danger mouse. Thank you very much. Hey, Mitch and Dorian have four photos. Meet the dumbbell. Where is that goober picture of you from? Meet the dumbbell donks. Hi, fellas. I'm Mitch, and this is my girlfriend Dorian. Wow. Look at the. This is the the. There, we don't have a male or female couple that look this good that watch the show. She and I have been sending fat and excuses to hell for over two decades as fitness pros in NYC. We actually recruit from a population of veterans, and I've hired many excellent trainers with military backgrounds. Dorian wore her camo workout gear for you, Luke, in support of your service. Thank and you. I think you as well for our freedoms. Would you be interested in a three-way 
When she hears outrageous BC questions during interviews, Wheel of Death, when Luke starts trashing Brian, and she'll even sit down and watch RSD. Wow. All right. I'm just going to pretend that this white gentleman is my <laughs> older brother. And I'll be like, wow, hey, look at my older brother supporting me. Uh, he, he has a lot of uh, other things to say about our show, Luke, that it's too long to read. But Mitch and Dorian did their own photo shoot in our merch. I can't believe To it. show off how jack they are and to show off their love for Dude, our we show. Don't have, I support that. Everyone else who watches the show is in the D.C. jail because they ran up on the Capitol on January 6th. Yeah, there's no doubt. Antoine <laughs> in Alaska, no question about I mean, he's it. On the run. He's on the yeah. run from the law, and then everyone else is in the prison somewhere. And then these two health nuts who are, you know, nines and tens out of yeah. tens doing photo shoot in our gear. We don't have any other fans like French this. So Bill Cosby you. is just banging his students. And then the French Bill right. Cosby. And he also just, he just looks like bagged milk. I mean, what a zero he is. <laughs> Kendrick says, what's up, Luke and BC? Those of us in the know have made a whole lot of money on DraftKings knowing this information. You, I don't have my glasses. Can you blow this Facts up? Facts don't care about our feelings, Believing Luke. in the MK curse. Keep believing up in that excellent storytelling, BC. Shout out from Portland where we storm federal buildings for <laughs> different reasons. <coughs> Sorry, there's there's a lot of noise here. Uh, believing in the MK curse, believing in arguments backed by facts and logic, believing in the curse to troll Luke, and knowing MMA is scripted, and that Luke and BC are on the writing team. BC would be on the writing team. Yes, I would. I can I can book a territory. You better believe that. Hey, there's a fellow named Luke who says I've been watching since day one. He's a P1 Luke. You guys keep away the monster that is MMA burnout. I work during the day and don't get to tune in until around 8 p.m., and I miss the opportunity for the drug rug. This is like me in an alternative universe. Put in the word with the merch store and help a hardworking donk get a hold of one. It's a thing of beauty. I'm willing to put an extra 10 on top to help fund binoculars for BC's voyeurism. Wow. Wow. Also, so Luke can buy some pills for his unrelenting, show-stopping diarrhea. Keep up the good work, and P.S. Luke, our names are very similar. When I wear this piece to family gatherings, the family thinks that I have my own podcast. Shouts out for letting me steal your clout. This guy, Luke, right? I bet this is his Tinder profile, too. <laughs> Yo, ladies, I like motherfucking cats. PPS, BC, my eye is also weird as shit like yours. What? My friends Do your like egg shen. <laughs> oh, we have to go teach the guai low. My friends like to look at it when I eat and drink. Low and pan is from another dimension. <laughs> Wow! Hey, this, um, the the hoodie in the in the in the pussy look good on him. All right. <laughs> oh wow! All right. Uh, Jordan sliding in. Watch. You got, you got the staff shaking their heads at that dad joke. <laughs> yeah, Are you gonna turn around the station wagon right now? Wow! Wow! I got and they're roasting wow, him. Manich they're roasting him in our ear. Wow. Uh, Jordan says watching you guys do ad reads like you're in a hostage video always gives me chuckles. No <laughs> Can you blow this one up too? An instant classic. <laughs> Luke Thomas, ball trimmer, Brian Campbell, <laughs> no country for hairy balls. Yeah, that's good shit. All right. Uh, Jack says, hey, Luke, just like your wife. Ooh, wow. Okay. Mine surprised me with this merch. What? Stating, here's one that looks like you, although with less melanin. I don't have the heart to tell her that you were also born in India 11 months before I was. Your brother, wow. yes. Wow. This is my Indian twin. She doesn't watch or follow MMA. However, always sees me watching your show. I'm slightly miffed that she paid full price, however, 
for your live 10 code before it was available for merch. Well, I don't make those rules. Um, at 1 to 3 a.m. in Melbourne, Australia. Damn. Melbourne. I would like to request that you can at least keep the promo code valid for 12 to 24 hours for your OZ, your Bro, Oz. You know his right? uh, cable management was shit. Damn. Until I started roasting All right, the fans. Look at how he put that. Is that an Xbox? That looks good. Up That's in- the new Xbox. Yeah, and Xbox 5. PS5, sorry. PS5, huh? PS5. Um, we are told it is not plugged in. Your PS5 is wait, not wait, plugged in. Wait, but hold on, Corey. Look at, look at between the black box uh, and then the PS5. There is a wire between them. It might be Yeah, I think in. he's on it. I think he's on it here. Beautiful pictures of his family around there. It looks like he's been laid. And he, got, he got those plants from a funeral home. And I know that. He looks good in your T-shirt, Luke, from, he from does. your home of India and maybe your new home of Australia one day. They do like you down there. I do want to go to Australia badly. And would we hang out with um, Casper and Dennis? Casper with a K and a C in the, yeah. in the wrong order and shit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I like those guys. Mason says, hey, BBC and LK, thought I would take a shot at a meme to caress BC's unsubstantiated ego and poke Luke's smoldering subtle arrogance. Here's a visual demonstration of the actual situation at MK. It's a funny joke, but the difference is that your interviews, well, that's not true. Your Mike Perry one killed it, but most of the time you like, oh, here's this boxer no one's ever heard of. We did five well, views. I will say, though, that... Th- you know, they're not huge commercial successes, but my interviews critically, right? Yeah, I, you know what? I checked them out on Rotten Tomatoes. They didn't have anything, <laughs> except I wish I had more hands. I'd give these BC interviews four thumbs uh, down. Oh, we got a couple more. This one's from Brian. He says, the goat is LT's spirit animal. Love the show. Look at that fucking, I like this look guy. at that beautiful animal. Yeah, he's wearing our MK shirt. Looks like should, a, have put, should have put that on the goat. He works on a farm, this guy, you know, he's he, he fits into tractor. a medium. Uh, Alan W. says, I got two memes. The first is BC's BDE. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> yep. And the second is a meme from The Shining. Can you blow it up? I can't see. The tide of terror that has swept MMA is here. The big book of dick jokes. Morning Combat presents The Shining. Here's Brian. And he's coming on. Hey, Brian, could you brush your teeth less? I mean, look at these chompers. <laughs> Good Our work. Our car's stopping. <laughs> Good work, Ellen W. I could butter a loaf of bread. <laughs> look, what are you trying to say? Um, <laughs> Yo, mama's so ugly. Yeah. Uh, Aaron H. says, made this while I was watching the show this morning. All love. Okay, I can't read that shit. It says, uh, MMA bitches. And look, then Luke oh, says. Oh, look, porn. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Oh, you just walk off? Is that the joke? I don't, I, I'm losing steam right let me, now. Let me explain something. If someone was going to walk off because they wanted to go watch pornography between the two of us, it ain't BC. I'll text BC after I'm done watching and be like, hey, can we talk about what I just watched? <laughs> okay. Uh, true Scott, or false? Yeah, grossly. Yes, grossly true. Uh, hanging at Dog Beach, says Scott. Huntington Beach repping dad donks instead of watching the early morning fights last Saturday. Wow. Good thing for your re- for replay and your fight coverage. We are from Vegas, so maybe I'll try to get out to your set That's to a shotgun nice picture. a bear I like that with picture. y'alls. That's a nice little sweet picture. See you on the mean streets of Vegas. It's Scott. Hey, nice, nice man right here. Very nice man. You got a nice dog. Got a nice kid. Got a nice beach. Dude, your life's maybe okay. Maybe I should say he's got a nice bitch. Okay, you can leave anytime. Uh, Jordan says, uh, more MK black metal art from yours truly. Oh, that's pretty good. And that's supposed to be the MK, like uh, like death metal style? Yeah, that's pretty good. it looks a little too dark, to be fair. Yeah. You don't like, uh, not so much satanic imagery, because I don't like that either, but like, I don't know, subversive or... Dark shit. Dark shit. You don't like that at all. No, I stay off the dark web as well, Yeah. You are the dark web. <laughs> All right, uh, Scott. I've seen your text. Scott says, the only foreseeable way Hamza can lose 
<laughs> Dude, see, I don't. I think the curse shit is stupid, but the curse jokes are fucking yeah. hilarious. Well, look, uh, K- Caleb Plant could could really keep this train going. If Caleb Plant wins, my DMs are going to be <laughs> a graveyard. Uh, Giulio says, "Greetings. The submission comes to you courtesy of Giulio." From Montreal. This is our final one, by the way. I'm sad to come bearing the bad news, but it's true. Tragedy has stuck Montreal. A catastrophe orders of magnitude more tragic than the fire at Notre Dame de Paris Cathedral. Yes, Montreal's club Supersex went up in flames last weekend. I've been there, Luke. Um, Fortunately, there was but one Quebecois expat who also happens to be a regular at the establishment willing to face down the engulfed shrine. Um, and put it all on the line for art. The damage was extensive. Done, go get blackened liver at Five Guys. But thanks to the heroics of the one they call the charcoal liver, this sacred place of worship should be back in commission by early to mid 2022. God bless you, BC. A proud Quebecois through and through. Those are where my people come from, Luke. Okay, your people. And uh, that's about it. Here's to a cold beer, a smoked liver eroding sandwich, and many a classy night at Club Super Sex. Your day one listener, GE. Thank you, people, for sharing your great artwork and memes with us. Luke, that club, um, yeah, one day. We'll talk about it one day. All right. There's a certain store we need to go to, and I think you know which one I'm talking about. It's time to wrap things up. Cumberland Farms. Cumberland uh, Farms, combat. Yes. Store. That'd be a great one if yeah, you want 10% right. off. What was, our, what was our code again? We had a code. Primetime 10? Primetime 10 for 10% off your Morning Combat merch. And, guys, if you don't think we've got your ass covered Worse than an adult diaper. Oh my god! <laughs> you need to. You know what? You need to go sleep in your car yeah. tonight. I, I think, should do. A, I should do a, an open mic and just bomb. Just, <laughs> just die. Right? I'll be the only one laughing as everyone yeah. like coughing through your set. Showtime <laughs> should give me a special. Uh, I know what you're doing. You might. You and might I'm not you taking might, your bait. You might. Uh, yeah. So look, we're going to be hitting you up hard this week. Room service diaries, all the shit you expect. Check out resume review. Canelo Alvarez. Check out. Pre-game preview, 268 UFC with Chuck Mendenhall on the roof in Jersey City. And oh, by the way, we're going to be filming a little bit of a real talk like men do about Canelo Alvarez this week from a public location. So, also, get, up, we could talk so a, get up on that ass, we could talk a little. Uh, we could talk a little UFC at the end. A little. A little. Okay. A little. A little. A little. That's Luke Thomas. My name is Brian Campbell. This is the city of sin and death, Las Vegas, Nevada. And you will be watching Canelo Alvarez, Caleb Plant this Sunday night. Saturday night, Showtime pay-per-view. That's a hell of a sell right there. You know it's time to say goodbye. For LT, time this is BC. To do the DraftKings Draft Kings would be the final thing that I would want to say to them. Yeah. Yeah. Look, DraftKings is the official sports book of the NFL, UFC. I mean, across the board. You want to bet on it. You want to bet on some NBA? You want to bet on the box? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. And if you want to use our promo code COMBAT with a K. You might be able to get up to $1,000 in free credits that you can use to bet on this week's action. That's right. We have NFL games or NFL game tomorrow. There's college football on Saturday. There's the big boxing fight that we're here for. There's UFC. It's just NBA. It's endless. It's endless. This is, and what I'm giving you is merely the tip of the iceberg. Just the tip. Whatever tickles your fancy. They have it on that app. Yeah. But you got to use the promo code COMBAT with a K, K-O-M-B-A-T for the folks listening on the podcast. Use that shit. 
Love that shit. Be that shit. When MK and DK get together, really good stuff happens. So join our growing marriage here and our friends over there at DraftKings in just a couple, a little bit of that fine print. Must be 21 or older within New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only on this special, but a minimum $5 deposit is required and a $1 minimum wager. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have gambling problems, please call one 800 Gambler, or in the state of Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. BC, the Glock's an icebreaker, and I don't mean a pack of gum. Formerly the king of Connecticut, <laughs> now the court jester. My name is Brian did you, Campbell. Did you give it? That's Luke Did Thomas. you give it to Glover for the week? He gets to be king of Connecticut he for the week. He is the king of Connecticut. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I mean, I'd love fair. to meet Apathy, but, I, but Glover's the shit. Right okay, now, okay, fair enough. I can get by on that. Um, something about your ex-lovers. Being satisfied. I mostly hope they aren't, but okay. You hear about Jay's ex? No, we can. Dude, Jay, by the way, making every fucking thing about himself, by the way. He almost. Comes over here. We got Corey running show, and then Jay's like, let me just unplug everything. Yeah. (laughs) Talk about a great reunion. He wants to get on camera. Don't you get on camera. Just get up here and just. No, fuck. Don't bring him on camera. No, no. All right. Do not get on camera. No. That's it. Fuck no. It's over. No. All right. We're being disruptive. We got to close this off. Uh, That's it. Goodbye.